peace of our Lord be with you. Then Job answered the Lord, saying, I have spoken about what I did not understand. I have talked about things too wonderful for me, which I do not know. Every time the lectionary places those words in our path, Job loses his voice for the second time. A few pages earlier, Job has already lost his voice once, saying, I lay my hand over my mouth. I have said too much. I have spoken of things that are beyond my knowing, and now I'm going to lay my hand over my mouth. And then, in today's passage, for the second time, Job loses his voice, falling silent in the face of mysteries which are beyond the telling, which can be a beautiful moment of spiritual discovery and maturity for all of us. That moment in our lives when to borrow a phrase from Barbara Brown Taylor, we stop trying to say what cannot be said. Because we have finally come to see that to speak too many words with too much certainty concerning the ways of God is inevitably, invariably, to say more than we know. Until we reach that place on the path to a deeper life with God, it is just too easy for us to say too many words with too much certainty about what God opposes and endorses, finds pleasing or repugnant, Words about God which, conveniently enough, almost always seem to support our opinions and endorse our positions. But eventually, for many of us, there comes that good and glad day when finally we lose our voice. That good and glad day when we have read the Bible honestly enough, walked in the Holy Spirit prayerfully enough, and listened to people who are different from us carefully enough for long enough that, like Job, we lose our most loud, certain, and sure voice, that voice of ours which speaks with too much certainty concerning the ways of God, after which we are left with a different kind of voice, a voice which is more thoughtful and mindful, less loud and strident, a voice which is content to say only what we know to be true and to say it with as much courage, clarity, kindness 
as we can find. I thought about all of those things early this morning on a very long walk in the pre-dawn darkness, pondering the tragedy about which I learned at 10 o'clock last night of the shooting at Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh yesterday, which according to the news reports which I have seen, is the worst single act of violence against Jews in the history of the United States on American soil. Concerning the mystery of why God does not step in and stop such things, we, like Job, can only fall silent. Whether it is the Sikh temple in Oak Park, Wisconsin, the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, the country music concert in Las Vegas, or Mother Emanuel AME Church in Charleston. People of faith are always left to wonder in the aftermath of these unspeakable tragedies. Could not God have intervened? Could not God have overridden the human freedom of the unstable person? If God can fill the sky with stars, can God not cause a gun to jam or a bullet to misfire? Is it that God could but wouldn't? Or that God would but couldn't? Neither answer gives us any peace. And to speak of such things is finally with Job to lose our voice and to fall silent in the face of questions and mysteries, we will never this side of the grave be able to answer or resolve. However, that does not mean that there is nothing to be said. While we may not be able to say why what happened happened. We can say what we know to be true. Concerning what happened yesterday in Pittsburgh, what can we say in church that we know in church to be true? We can at least say with as much clarity, courage, and kindness as the Spirit of God enables us to have that the anti-Semitism, which means hatred of Jewish people, which apparently prompted yesterday's massacre, is a particular kind of xenophobia, which means fear of the other. 
for which the church historically bears particular responsibility. We are remembering with gratitude today the great reformer Martin Luther who in 1517 on All Hallows Eve nailed his 95 theses to the Wittenberg door. But careful speech requires us to say that in 1543, the same Martin Luther preached a sermon called The Lies of the Jews, in which he called for the burning of synagogues. A sermon so violent that it was quoted by Hitler to justify his actions in the 20th century. Martin Luther was not on an island by himself in that regard. The words he said had been shaped by the church. It was not Hitler who invented the ghetto. It was the church to gather Jews and keep them confined. So, in the face of all that we cannot say, let us say with as much clarity, courage, and kindness as we have what we must say. And that is that the particular kind of xenophobia, which is called anti-Semitism, which has brought so much sorrow and pain and violence to this world has been at times across the Christian centuries fueled by a dreadful, dreadful way of interpreting essentially the Gospel of John, if you want to just be honest about it. Um, and um, and that we, we have to say in order to be truthful people and obviously that particular kind of xenophobia and prejudice is still with us. I remember a little over 20 years ago, a Northminster kid who was a high school student here in the metropolitan area whose English class was studying Tuesdays with Maury after they had been reading the book for several days, uh, the English teacher standing in front of the class said, it's such a great book. It's got so many good insights in it. It's just too bad the author of the book will spend eternity in hell. And then she said, you know, because he's a Jew, our Northminster kid stood up and said, you can't say that. And the teacher said, I didn't know you were Jewish. Our Northminster kid said, I'm not, I'm a Baptist. And you can't say that. So today, 24 hours, 
after the worst act of violence against Jews on American soil in the history of the United States. Not really sure how any, well, I'm not sure how we could gather at Northminster without honoring both what we cannot say, why such things happen, and where is God when such things happen, and also honoring what we can say and must say because we are called to speak with absolute, unvarnished, unmuddled up clarity and kindness in a world where there's far too little of both. Our God is love. Our creed is kindness. Our instinctive default position is empathy for whoever in this world is hurting most. So we need to go out into this world and speak words of kindness, clarity, Courage until, like Job, we lose our voices again.